Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe. This is going to be episode 206 with concept artist, director, VizFX artist, ArcDev, awesome guy. Um, he does so many different things, multifaceted. We have Victor Bonafonte on the show today. I'm super excited to have him on. I saw his work um, a while ago. I believe I saw Landmark, his short film, a while ago. And then uh, I saw Rebirth recently, which was a collaboration he did with UE4, and it's outstanding. It's really beautiful. It's really well done. It's uh, it's just uh, it's, it's a another landmark, um, so to speak, in the industry. It's really great. So hats off to the entire team because I know it's a big team effort. Awesome. So when I saw that, I was like, we got to get Victor on the show. And lucky enough, he was kind enough to offer his time and, and share and his story and everything. So it was really great. Um, got to learn a bit about Victor. You know, I love to go deeper into these things. So we got to understand that Victor is actually a musician prior to this kind of stuff and kind of how that all spurred, uh, the beauty and the bit, which is a, uh, uh, an actual business that he runs with his wife, which I think is awesome. I love meeting and hearing from power couples. I call them couples. It's really cool because that's a really strong dynamic when you can have a um, a couple doing business together. It's awesome. Um, we talk a lot of, about uh, many different aspects, some common things that are common themes on the show. Um, but we talk a bit about like how Victor is, is not a technical artist necessarily, but he does know enough to get him what he needs. And it's all about getting that, capturing the ideas and stuff. So, which is really great. Um, we see a lot, uh, I think our values and the way that we approach art and stuff is very similar so that was cool. We kind of uh, elaborated on a lot of things that um, I bring up quite a bit, which is great. Um, we talk uh, quite a bit about the future of art in this episode. It's a topic that I've been thinking about for quite some time now. And um, it's something that is really coming to a head soon, I think. So we talked a lot about what our thoughts on the future and Victor's thoughts and what he wants to be doing and all that kind of stuff. So that was really great and awesome for him to share with everything with us as well. We obviously talk about Rebirth and Landmark. Landmark is his passion project that did, obviously, as I mentioned prior, led to Rebirth, which is great. And then just his other work and his passion and where he puts all this stuff and how it kind of evolves and stuff. You know, I'm such a proponent for how important it is to do your own passion work and your own personal projects and not for any, you know, not for awards, not for attention, not to, for any of those things other than just yourself and to learn and be better. And I think um, it, it, Victor is a perfect example of doing that and then it turning into something amazing and evolving from a passion project that he made alone to this big project that's like, uh, you know, for me, I think it's just, just this big project. It's a it's something for all of us in this industry to look at and go like, this is like this is happening right now. This is real time and it looks amazing. So really awesome. Um and then we talk a bit about pro learning processes and stuff and how Victor goes about learning things and his process with learning and all that kind of stuff. So lots of really cool things in this episode. Super cool. Um, had a great time making it. We also have some really cool news um, based on so many people's requests. Um, and we apologize for the how long it's taken. I think this show has been going for like four years or five years or so. And we just now finally have merch in the store. It's really complicated to do this stuff. It seems like it's easy, but you know, getting, you know, taxes sorted out and the global shipping rates and all that kind of stuff. It's actually very um, complicated because international and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, it's been a long process. Um, we're super, super, super excited to have it here. Um, it's, it's at the collectivepodcast.com slash store. 
So make sure you check that out. We have a mug, we have um, a t-shirt, a, like a hoodie, a sweatshirt, and a hat. So those are like the quintessential things we felt like all fans would really like. Um, we kept it super minimal, super clean, so you can be incognito with it. Um, that's kind of the way that I like to dress anyway. So Andrew and I kind of, we talked about keeping it minimal and clean so you guys can have that that on the lowdown stuff. But um, also just be a fan and represent, you know. So um, And all these things just go back into feeding the podcast because it just, yeah, it's what we need. So, um, but yeah. Hopefully you guys like it and we're super excited to have it out there so you guys can have it and be a part of it. And I know there's so many fans of this show, so we're happy to give you guys something to be a part of it even further. So, um, so check it out. And, uh, I think that's it for any kind of news and updates. I apologize ahead of time. I have a cold, um, I get a cold a lot. I think it's because I don't sleep enough and I stress out a lot. So I think that's just <laughs> my problem. And I was just out in Mojave for four days camping and just resetting my soul. And that was awesome. But I think it didn't help because I was like literally in the cold and coughing and sneezing and, and the dust. It was great. But, um, yeah, so I apologize ahead of time. I was coughing and all that kind of stuff on the episode. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of comes with the territory. Okay. That's it. Uh, episode 206 with Victor Bonifante. Let's begin. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks, Hash. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying um, just before we got started, so I'll apologize and I'll probably put in the intro, but I'm getting over a cold. So because um, I was I was out camping and it was crazy cold out there. The desert is like really warm in the day and very cold at night, so it's very taxing on an immune system. So, <laughs> and I've been working a lot too, as you know. So. But I just got a lot of sleep, so I feel rejuvenated, and I'm happy to be here. And um, yeah, I knew the moment that I saw your work that I had to have you on the show. I think your work is is is, is beautiful. It's awesome. And you mentioned we had met before. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was like uh, in 2017. Uh, I was at uh, this IMAG uh, event at Paris, and right. where where you where you lecture, and uh, and like we met after that 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 event. In fact, I mean that that event and other events that followed uh, IMAG in Paris were really uh, game changing for me for what I was at that point and what what I'm doing right now. Awesome. That's awesome. I meet so many people, so it's really cool to to have you on the podcast because for having met in person is always nice too. So, did you show me your work too? Uh, no, I don't think so. We oh, were okay. just, uh, just, just chatting and talking, and uh, yeah, it's not, it was something like that. So, I, I, as far as I remember, did you have Landmark done by then, or was this in the process? No, absolutely not. Landmark came after that, and it was, as I said, it was it was just a kind of a little game changer because. Uh, it came a point in which I decided to try to, you know, do another, another kind of things apart from my regular work in, in, in beauty and the beat. So then when, when I was, when I was in this kind of events, they inspired me so much to, to try to do something different with my, you know, 
day by day production. So Landmark was that was like the the the, the starting of uh, thinking about Landmark. This kind of events and going afterwards, I think I went to this THU and some some other events that were more less related with architecture and more related with other kind of art uh, disciplines. Hmm. Yeah, because you are primarily an arc dev like artist, right? Is that, am I right or no? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm an architect. I'm the, I'm the co-founder of a architectural communication company that is called Beauty and the Beat and where I am basically the art director in that, in, in my, I mean, it's my, I'm the co-founder with my, with my wife. Oh, and cool. So you I and your wife work together. Sorry? You and your wife work together. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Same. yeah, it was, yeah, it was like seven years. It will be eight years ago now that we founded the, the company. It's a little company. It's a, like kind of a boutique uh, architecture, architectural communication firm. And, uh, yeah, I was, I'm, I, I'm an arch, I'm an architect as, uh, as formation. I was, uh, working as an architect like 10 years in a row, I think. And eventually the crisis came here to Spain and everything went to hell in a certain way. What happened and, out in Spain? Yeah, sorry? What happened out there? I don't know. I don't pay attention uh, to the news. So I apologize. No, I mean, it was like a global, this global crisis in, uh, global crisis in economics, like, uh, eight years ago or something like that. Mm. And the architecture was really strong. So the thing was that from one day to the other, I had no job. And as I, I was had been really, really interested in the visual part of architecture. Yeah. I started like, I was doing things with 3D and stuff like that. So I told my wife, okay, Lena, what if, uh, let me just one year. And my, my, my son was about to, to get born. So I had no, no job and it was like a little bit stressing at wow. that time. <laughs> what, where, what time is this? This is 2016. You said no, uh, no, no. Like seven years ago right oh, now seven years in, ago. Two, in, two, in 2012, I started the, we started the company. Oh, so okay, it was like uh, from one, I, I told Lina, okay, let, please let me give me one, one, one year since I would like to, you know, to, to try to pull up a, a portfolio about this because I love this. I, I like the visual part of architecture. And then, uh, things, uh, started to, you know, I had my, we had our, our first client or second, and it's been growing like seven years. And I had to say that nowadays we have worked with all the major architectural studios uh, worldwide, basically. Wow. So Congratulations. It, it comes up, it, it comes a point that also has a headroom uh, creatively speaking, I think. So that's why I started to, to, to attend to other kind of events and, and see other kind of stuff and evolve in a certain way. Cool. Wow. What a cool story. That's really cool to hear that you work with your wife. That's a, that's a unique combination. A couple that can work together is really powerful yeah. if they can align. Cause yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's like, the, that's a, like that best duo really. So yeah, yeah, it's difficult. I think it's very it's, difficult, Yeah, but, but it comes a point that it's like, uh, I mean, you're the best person which I can, you know, uh, trust or, 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 you know, uh, share things with. So, I mean, we have managed to, to separate things in, in a positive way and keep, you know, uh, getting, getting, getting on with it. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have like a, cause one thing that we have a tough time with is I'm always working or always in my mind, I'm always working. So like, I'll always talk about work, you know? Yeah. Un, un, unknowingly it's just, it's not like I do it because I don't care about anything else. It's just because that's so, you know, you know how it works with the work yeah. that we do. It takes so much 
effort yeah. and time and it consumes yeah. you in so many ways. Is there like ways that you've figured out how to avoid those kind of pitfalls or problems in a relationship when you work together? Mm, yeah, I think, I mean, basically there's a point in which obviously you can't avoid to, you know, contaminate in a positive way. I think, uh, with your work or your passion with things, uh, with your, you know, regular day by day, obviously, but it comes to a point that, uh, for example, having a, having a kid, uh, it helps you in a certain way to, you know, separate at a certain point. It's like, for sure, my, my, my kid, uh, loves what I do or when I show him my, my, my images or my movies or what I'm doing with some programs, he, he, he is, Oh, daddy, that's really cool. No, but it's, it comes a point in which it, it helps you out in a certain way to, to, you know, switch from this to this other, this, this other place. It, it, for me, it helps me out also having like, uh, music as, um, it's, um, I mean, I have been playing in bands since I was really, really young and I still keep doing music. So I guess in a certain way, also doing music helps me out to, you know, disconnect in a certain way mm. and, and cinema and stuff like that. And, and, you know, walking with my wife and then, you know, sharing with other friends, because I mean, the, 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 the bad part about being so involved in the work is sometimes if you don't take these little mini breaks, it comes a point that you are not, or, a, or a, at least it, it doesn't work as good with me. It comes a point of I'm being a, a little bit exhausted, so at least I I need just a little little escape from my from a thing that I also like, in anyway. Yeah, no, that's a good point, and it's very true because you get exhausted or you kind of lose ob- objectivity when you're looking at it too close and you're not paying attention to other things, you know. Yeah. Um, and it actually hinders the work. It makes the work worse because you're not paying attention properly. So yeah, that's, absolutely. That's cool to hear that you have other things that inspire you or motivate you or get you, um, into other things, because I think that it could be so difficult if you don't have those kind of like extra hobbies or, or other things outside of art, because mm. you're, you're more prone to having burnouts and stuff. Because I think that the more I do this and the more I do these interviews, the more information I access from everybody, it feels like we, as a, as a species or as a, as humans, we don't, we're not best at, we're not at our best when we continually read, like redo the same thing over and over. Um, there's a limit to that. I think that like it causes a lot of problems if we don't fix that. So it's something I've been trying to figure out like the most optimum, way of efficiency of learning and growing, but without burnout. So <laughs> it's very yeah, difficult. Very difficult. You play <laughs> uh, musical instruments. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I used to have uh, a band, uh, well, several bands, but, uh, uh, honestly, the last band I had, which, which was starting to get really serious here in Madrid, uh, I had to quit or to left precisely when I started Beauty and the Beat. And it was because obviously Beauty and the Beat started to to be to 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 work, and obviously I was the manager. <laughs> I was one man army, so sure. and and it, it happened exactly the opposite that uh, that was happening until the moment, which I was like uh, pulling from the band to go to gigs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it happened exactly. It was vice versa. All the band was calling me, "Hey, Victor, uh, we have a, a gig here," and he was like, "Man, I have a, I have to deliver something. I can, I can." So the third time I couldn't, I told them, "Guys, I have to, I have to, you know, break up or I have to quit the band." And I, it breaks my heart because I love this, and it was really serious. And I think we have like a kind of an EP 
the band was called Bonafonte. Yeah, but it was not because I imposed that. It was like th- these guys told me, ah, it looks like, it sounds like cool. It, like, it sounds like Italian. And, and I said, okay, I, I don't mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it was my way to disconnect. And I, and I played, I played there like guitar and sang and also, but I played lots of instruments except for, for the drums, which mm-hmm. I'm like, I have two left hands. <laughs> wow. But other, other from that, yeah, I love music. And, and also meditating, it gets me, or, or waking up really, really early, gets me, help, helps me being focused. So it's something that, it's a practice that I used to do if I can all days. That's cool. That's cool to hear. I, I had to give up music as well a long time ago because I played bass for like eight years or so. Oh, and, really? But then I decided to switch to being an artist again because I felt like that was where my future was with like actually providing a living for myself. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it is very, uh, <clears throat> music is very, well, I think it was right when the music industry started to fall in on itself, you know, hmm. I'm starting to see it now with the um, visual industry as well. In certain aspects, I think it's changing and it's folding in on itself with a lot, a lot of ways. A lot of interesting things are happening, but mm-hmm. it's um, it's also still really fruitful, and there's still people making um, a living off of these things too. So, but I'm starting to get back into music again. Um, I just got Ableton, and I got this Push Two thing. I haven't opened it up though yet. I'm waiting to finish up the the, the <laughs> next film, so I have some discipline. <laughs> But I really want to. I want to pull it out and start making music. But I have to have, I have to finish what I started on the other thing. So it's so hard yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, do you absolutely. make music much anymore? Do you do it at all? No, I, I keep doing. I keep doing. In fact, like I, 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 I bought a house recently, and I congratulations. Bought a little, a little, uh, thank you. On and, Madrid, Madrid. Uh, yeah, Madrid. Really, really close to to the studio. In fact, uh, like I, I had like the, the my house is like 10 minutes walking from the studio and it's like five minutes walking from my kid's school. So it's like all mm. my ecosystem is, I don't have to pick up the car in Madrid, which is like a blessing. Yeah. Because living here in cars is like, I hate it. Yeah. So cities and yeah, cars it, are never good. Sorry. Having a car in a city or just cities and cars are never good. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I bought, a, I, I, I bought this house and I, I, I had a little studio at, at, at home for doing my experiments, my visual experiments or whatever. And, and I also included like, uh, my, my old, uh, iMac with my, all my recording devices and stuff like that. So I keep doing music whenever I have a little time, obviously, but in a, in a different way right now, because sometimes right now, if I have a little time, maybe I prefer sometimes to investigate some other things related more with uh, visual stuff than, than music, but still I do it. Wow. That's awesome. It's super cool. That's cool to hear that. I love meeting and talking with like multifaceted, multidimensional artists because I think it actually feeds your art so much more when you have um, a grasp on many different disciplines. I never really understood the idea of just being one aspect of the creative like endeavor really, you know? Like I just make logos like, okay, that's cool. But like, there's so much more to this, you know, I guess, I guess you, I mean, any of these things you can fall into the rabbit hole and get stuck in it. So it's not like one's better than the other. I just find it more fascinating when you can do multiple things, you know? So. Yeah. And, and in a certain way, I think it's like, depending on how you are, obviously, but in my case, it's like uh, when you, when you think obviously you don't master things but you for example have a little bit more of expertise in some fields like i immediately need that i had to to switch to other thing or try to learn another new thing so 
it's it, I think it's important because if not, again, so you're going to be burnt out uh, eventually super quick, or at least me, which I don't have patience for things normally. Oh, yeah. So we sound very similar then. Yeah, because I have zero patience for shit. When it doesn't work too, I get so pissed off. <laughs> or when things break or programs crash or like you spend yeah. all this money on something and it doesn't work, it drives me nuts, you know? So yeah, yeah. Me too, me too. <laughs> yeah, but that's cool because you still are able to put out a decent amount of work, which is great too. You know, it sounds like you're kind of a one man army as well. I was watching a bunch of the documentary kind of um, behind the scenes kind of talks about um, Rebirth, that film that you made. That's the thing that really caught my attention. Then I dug back into your work and I watched Landmark and all your other stuff. But the mm-hmm. cool thing they kept saying in this talk, it was a, uh, hopefully we'll link it to in the show notes. It's, it's like a, um, I think it was Quixels or no, I think it was UE4's um, main guys that were talking about the whole process and they, they kept bringing you up and talking about how multifaceted and how you could kind of, they would work with you with Houdini because you knew Houdini as well. And I was like, wow, this is cool. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool that you can do that because I think so many artists, I, I mean, it's changed so much in the past like five to seven years. I think you know this to be true as well. Maybe even the, in the past decade, it used to be that you would just be like really good at Photoshop, you know, but now yeah. it's like you have to be good at all the things really, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, one thing, for example, complements the other. And obviously you have to understand, or at least I know, I understand which are my main limitations or in which parts or which are my flaws. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's a never ending process of uh, learning or improving things. I mean, it's like whenever I try to start some maybe personal project or whatever it is, is I say to myself, okay, do I have, for example, this master or at least do I have a decent capacity to, to do this? Yes. Okay. So let's try another new project in which I have to, to get involved, new things to learn. So for example, in Landmark was like that, uh, uh, for Landmark, it, it was like, uh, I know how to do renders. I know how to matte paint, or I know how to work with Photoshop, for example, but I would like to know how to make properly or try to pretend or, or in, in try to, to make a, a little movie short film that talks about architecture, but in a different, in a different way, not in the really fucking boring way that architectural, <laughs> you know, most nearly all of architecture movies are, which are like monkeys in 3D moving and not telling nothing. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so, so I think, what if we could try to teach at least or, or try pre- to pretend to teach some architects that there are better ways to portray things more cinematographic or more interesting, more appealing to the eye and with more content. So at that point, for example, I didn't know nothing about uh, compositing and VFX and stuff like that. So I decided to do a master during that year to learn some of uh, these VFX techniques and compositing and stuff. So it was really, really stressing because, because that year I had to, you know, my regular art director um, uh, staff in, in the office. And at the same time I was doing uh, landmark and at the same time, I mean, with the guys in the studio and at the same, I was doing this master. So it was uh, 2018 was extremely <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that sounds, I love how you're pushing yourself though. That's great. And it's true. You have to go that far. I'm taking notes as you're talking and grabbing little bits and pieces of information you're dropping here. Cause I'm really curious about all these little aspects. So you did your master's program or you, because I call it like I do sabbaticals because as a freelancer, you're able to pick and choose your schedule and how you work. And so 
as I mentioned, like I went to Mojave or the desert, I call those like little sabbaticals, even though they're supposed to be like retreats from reality. I'm actually working out there by like gathering information and looking and observing and learning about photography and drone photography and time lapse and all that kind of stuff. So it's really cool that you seem to do the same thing. You're constantly absorbing and learning new things. And I think that was one of the big topics I wanted to talk to you about because uh, looking at your work and seeing how you're evolving from an outsider's perspective, it seems that you're constantly like, like you said, you like, okay, I've gotten a good idea or grasp on this program or process. Now it's time to move to the next thing and learn that thing, you know? Um, you mentioned earlier and when you're talking flaws, what are your flaws? Do you think like, cause you mentioned that you had some, uh, yeah, I would say that basically my main flaw is uh, that I am not a super technical guy. So, I mean, what I'm not this kind of guy that would tell you oh, for doing this, you have to use this, uh, tool or this uh, 3d stuff or this 2d stuff or whatever. I mean, I, sometimes I, I guide myself by intuition and maybe the, the way I arrive to a point is not the most technical or the most efficient in a certain way, but it's like, uh, I think I, I, I over overcome that, uh, in a certain way limitation with, uh, maybe in a, a kind of an intuition to arrive to that point. So, yeah, I would say that I'm not the most technical guy in, in the world. Mm. And also I don't want to, because I mean, it, it's, it's a, I mean, I'm not so interested in that. It's like when I, uh, supposedly when you, for example, talk, talking about architecture, there's a lot of people that knows all the plugins, all the stuff uh, related with the program and stuff like that. I don't care about that. It's mm, like, same. Yeah. I, I want to, I want to do a really nice sunset view or I want to do a really monochromatic kind of a scene, crazy scene I'm thinking about. Well, I, I will arrive to that uh, for sure. Uh, the, the, the road I take to arrive there, well, I don't know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You're the same as me then. Cause I don't like the technical stuff, which is really surprising. Cause it's, you I mean, you're using Houdini, which I, from an outsider perspective and I've barely touched the surface. It's very technical very technically heavy. I guess that's just the approach that I have with, I need to learn no, it from No, but settings. honestly, honestly, I know maybe uh, I don't know where you heard, but no, I'm not a Houdini, uh, Houdini user. Honestly, I, I don't, I don't know that program. Do you just, Oh, okay. I thought they mentioned that they would send back and forth. They would send you stuff and then you'd kind of work on it through Houdini or you didn't use it at all. No, 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 not for the moment. In fact, I, I was, it was like, to be honest, it was uh, once I, I finished this uh, master or BFX stuff. Uh, I was I was thinking that the, the, the next the, the next master I should be doing this year was Houdini, yeah. but uh, uh, that something happened and I got involved in this uh, rebirth project and then some other things happened, some new interesting projects uh, happened and I had to delay that <coughs> a little bit. And, yeah. and right now I'm, I'm also investigating a lot in. Uh, and I'm trying to, to, to do my stuff in, in also in real time and experimenting with that. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm never still. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. And I don't think you can be, I think, um, the future, and this is another topic I want to get into as well as the future for artists like ourselves and just in general in the industry is not to be stagnant or to stay in one place at the same time. You got to be kind of constantly shifting and moving and you mentioned investigating real time i'm doing the exact same thing it's funny because we're kind of parallel just not even knowing it but yeah the <laughs> next big thing that i'm outside of learning music is is learning houdini at least getting a good grasp on it because i really 
looking at it from afar and seeing other artists and how they interact with it, I really feel like it's one of the future programs. I'll still always use like Photoshop because Photoshop is such an efficient tool because it's what we started from. Even mm-hmm. Cinema 4D is like a 3D program for me. I don't know. Do you use Maya or 3D Studio Max? Uh, no, 3D Studio Max. I, I tried to switch ones at uh, Cinema 4D, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the problem was that, as always, the time. It's like, okay, yeah. I, I, I know how to do this. Uh, I use it for what I need. I'm not, I don't want to be the super uh, technical crack at, 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 at 3ds max or modeling uh, so yeah I, I say at that but uh, yeah Smart, I, i've seen for example things in houdini that uh, in the during the process of rebirth uh, the guys from houdini showed and, and some procedural um tools for 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 film and stuff like that and it was like man this is incredible yeah uh, i was like completely blown out by the results it was like man and yeah i think it's it, it, it should be difficult to master that but yeah it's, it's just a matter of time as, as everything I, I guess yeah it is a matter of time i think it all comes down to that i think your flaw is not a flaw you mentioned not being technical i think it's actually um it's actually a strong suit to know that and i think and also to be able to align yourself with somebody that is technical i think if you look back at it and i'm just assuming here but like the the rebirth project is probably perfectly executed because of the fact that you aren't technical, but the team members that you've aligned with are technical. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's like, that's like the best, you know, that's almost always when I team up with somebody, I always team up with somebody that knows the technical side of things. Because for me, it's always about what's the feeling? What are we saying? What are we telling? Why is this here? And what's that doing here? And all the technicalities come along with it. But yeah, you get so stuck in that rut. It's the production technicalities drive me crazy. I hate it so much. It's <laughs> yeah, also absolutely. that you have to learn them and you need to know them just because it's important, but they're incredibly limiting because they put you in a box, you know, too small. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes happen that for me, it's like I'm, I'm immersed in a, for example, new program or new technique or whatever it is. And uh, especially when it's 3d and it's uh, a little bit, I don't know for what reason, but uh, for which reason, but it, it consumes me much more doing 3D than, than, than other stuff, no? So sometimes it's like, I need to, you know, take some hours or one afternoon, one night to do a quick, you know, matte painting or photo bash or whatever it is to, to, to do something different and to, you know, forget about 3D for, let's say, one, 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 one afternoon. And, yeah. and then I get back to that re- renovated. But yes, I guess it's, I mean... For example, in the rebirth project, uh, I mean, it was it, it was uh, it was a kind of a blessing to work with these guys because the, the chemistry was amazing. I, I would say from from day one, uh, the, the guys from Quicks are really cool people, and we were aligned in in terms that we wanted to create something visually that was really really attractive and and that could be done in 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 a real, in, in real time, uh, with real time technology. And, and yeah, I didn't know Unreal at that time. Uh, right now I'm, I'm starting to experiment things and it's super, super, super funny to, to play with. And, but I didn't nothing at that point. Hmm. So before the I, I project, a, right? Yeah. I was a little bit, not a skeptic, a skeptical, uh, but, and, and also not frightened, but it was like, you know, a little bit, you know, with this kind of thing in your belly, which it was like, man, 
they want me to art direct this project based on the landmark project uh, or of the previous experience or what they have seen in landmark and they want me to art direct this and it's supposed to be a project done in real and i don't know real <laughs> so but well let's see what happens and and honestly i was like uh, amazed by by you know the the flow between the between the teams it, it was great it was great that's awesome yeah and it's cool to see i think it's another testament and this is something i always talk about too on this show and just in general and i probably talked about it when we when i did my talk out there is the importance of doing your freelance work or your 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 personal projects and stuff because those personal projects actually turn in if they're good enough obviously they actually turn into other projects that are bigger or aligned with companies that so that you can get paid or make a living off of doing your passion stuff, you know, which is ironic, mm-hmm. you know, so, which is always great as well, I think too. So it's like, you're connecting all those things. Um, and that's the only way to actually achieve, um, I think it's the word an- anonymity or a freedom from like the, p- the, the, the possessive hands of clients that you don't want to work with, you know? So yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. some clients are amazing and I love working with them, but for the most part, some are not. So it's usually, like, <laughs> it's very trying because you, you know, I think what we do is so emotional and it's almost like we become like mental prostitutes or something, you know, cause yeah. it's like, and it gets yeah, very think, taxing. So, yeah, but I think it's like kind of a, as you said, it's like, or I believe that life in a certain way is like kind of connecting the dots. It's like, uh, I mean, for example, it happened to me with, uh, all this whole thing because it was like, I work for, for clients. And when I, when I started and I didn't have clients, I was asking, or I was begging for clients or I was, you know, praying for clients yeah. and then clients happen. And then you, 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 you managed to work with the best architects that you could, you know, figure out that you would be able to work with. And then when you work with them and you realize, yeah, man, but this is not enough or this is not what I thought. I, yeah. I supposed that I would be maybe more, I could have more freedom or I would be. So at one point it's, that what I started with Landmark and doing my personal stuff because it was like, man, I need something to, you know, to feel completely free and, and you know, and be happy and, and be completely connected and be completely focused in something. So I, I honestly think that that happens when you're doing your own stuff. And for example, Landmark was that it was a personal project we did at the studio because I forced myself to during eight, seven months or whatever, and doing also the production in the studio, the regular production in the studio to do something different and personal. And then that maybe led me to another place and to, 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 to arrive to another dot. And maybe this, this dot will, 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 will make me arrive to another different. I think it's, everything's connected. But obviously it's really important that the, the, the attitude towards doing your own stuff. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah, because I think if you don't have that, I think it you kind of lose track with who you are, you know. Um, and it's so easy to just get wrapped up in the the, the constant requests of others, you know. So mm-hmm. it's not even clients; it's just the you know you. I, I always equate what we do as artists in the purest sense of creation is usually it's like you kind of equate it to a young child playing with their toys and their imagination without their parents or an art director or a director telling them how to play with their toys. <laughs> Our whole life as adults in cr- being creative is to get back to being that kid again. It's kind of odd how that works, but we just want to be able to play with our toys, you know, as kids, you know, I, I was in, I was in the other day, I was playing with like Daz models, posing them and then 
putting like clothing on them and marvelous designer. I was like, I'm just like a grown up playing with digital dolls. This is so weird, you know? So <laughs> the final outcome isn't that it's cooler, of course, but it's the same thing. As a kid, I used to, I had a huge imagination and I would just go run in the woods and play with like my imagination and toys and just like, and, and today I still feel I'm doing the same thing. So the patterns that you create as a young kid are continued. And I think that it's a unified truth for almost all these creatives that I meet, whether you're a designer or a logo designer or a musician, we're all just repeating the steps of trying to get back to being a kid. I think, what do you think yeah. of that? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, kids are more evolved in, in, in some way that than adults we, we are. And um, I think because I mean, you put, you put, I, I can see it in my, with my, with my, with my kid. It's like you, you, you see, a a room full of uh, kids, they don't know each other in any way. And I mean, they're not, re not related in, 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 in any way. And in like two minutes, they're friends or they are, you know, trying to, to, to build something or trying to play to something or they invent a game or things like that. And you put like this, then the same amount of adults in, in a room and everybody will be with his checking his feet or, you know, this uh, boring social media and stuff like that. No. So, I mean, and I see with my, with my kid, it's like when, when I see him and, and when I play with him too, or, or we, or he invents, for example, a comic, he, he loves drawing comics. It's like seven years now. He's and, seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, That's a great and age. He, yeah, absolutely. And, and he starts drawing his own comics Love it. because obviously he has, he has a really freaky father who, who you know, <laughs> and, and, and it's like, man, it amazes me the, his mental processes. And, and, and I realized that in the end is, I mean, there's a lot of, of, of things or characteristics in, in, in artists that it's like, effectively effectively it's like getting back to that age an age in which you don't have any you know limitation uh, and you you're free to to think about whatever you want to do and you want to paint something in a color that is not what it's supposed to be okay you do it you don't care about it and and yeah it has i mean I, that's my thought basically about the kids <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy and it's awesome and i think that <laughs> as i mentioned when we do it for our personal work we're just we just want freedom, you know, to freedom, to think freedom, to do. And yeah. it's, it's great. It's, it's when you can find those things and you can combine them. I would imagine rebirth is probably one of those things is you went off and did um, landmark and then quick soul imagine saw that and then wanted to use that as a way to kind of promote what they're doing. And I think it mm -hmm. did a great job because it really got me to pay attention closer to it because I, there's this divide between unity and unreal engine. And there's all this whole like, you know, these teams, the same thing that happens with Maya and three studio mm. max or sin 4d and blah, blah, blah. I think the yeah, end result, you can stupid. still get there. It's what's that? I know that's so stupid. I think yeah, I, so I've, stupid. I've always seen that way. It's like, it's like, I mean, when we start talking about tools, it's like, I, I there's nothing I can, you know, uh, trust less than an artist that is basing his, his work in uh, exclusively one tool. Because yeah. I mean, uh, tools are there to help you out, obviously, and they help you out nowadays. It's like they're ama they, are, they are amazing tools, but you cannot rely all the weight of what you do based on a tool. So, I mean, this kind of um, this kind of discussions between oh, uh, Unity or, or Unreal or 3ds Max or Maya or uh, Cinema 4D or whatever it is like, it's nonsense for me. It's like you do you use the tool you want to do, to, to use, but when I want to see is a result or something that my eyes can see or my ears or something like that. 
It's so important. Yeah, I agree. I'm same there too. And I think that simply because the industry industry and the tools, they're all changing because they're all based on the rate of consumption and the way that we consume these. So they're constantly competing against one another. That means that they're ever evolving. And behind all these programs are really good programmers, smart people. And then behind that is just their intention to actually make something useful for artists to be empowered. Yeah. The end result for all these programs is to empower creatives. That's that's the end result. And the faster and better that they can do it is the, the, how fast they can grow within the industry. Because if you have a tool that works really good and is very fast, and you can show that it works really good and very fast, then you'll have a program that's obviously everybody's going to want to use. You know, so um, yeah. But I agree, and I totally agree because there's this divide. But anyways, about the when I was watching, I was like, this is so cool. I think it's so good for them to actually show that. I, th- I remember Unity had a really great project that I think it was Neil Blomkamp's thing where they did the, oh man, I can't think of the name. It's a little dude. Um, it was really good. There was like a five part series. It was really beautiful. You know? It's Adam. Adam, that's it. That's it. Yeah, Adam. Yeah. And so I'm looking at both of these. I'm like, wow, it's, it's, incre- it's incredible um, how these, how good these programs are, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. They're both amazing. Um, and I think it's in the power of the user and not being limited by things and actually thinking outside of the box and pushing the limits of them as much as possible. So, yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, my personal taste or obviously, as, as, as I said, I'm not a technical guy. For me, the most important thing is the, or the tool I, I would rely more and more is in the tool that allows me to express what I have in my head the quicker and, and less painful way. So, because sometimes it's like depending on which program or, or what is your approach, maybe it's going to give you, I mean, you're going to, 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 to have a lot of tensions in, in between that process, between what you have in your mind and then when you already see it realized. That is why obviously I understand that these real time technologies obviously are a uh, game changer at some points because it's like, okay, maybe with, with a little bit of work, extra work for preparing everything, you know, I will, I will start seeing some results really, 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 really quick. And that, that's something that, because when you get to to certain age, you are not patient. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. And I couldn't agree more. I think that, I think once they can figure out how to streamline the the process um, better (laughs) of, you know, I mean like getting, things in there better, you know, um, I think it's going to be so much stronger, you know, it really is. It's, it's because the process of UVing and like getting things to low poly counts, it's still quite boring, you know? So it should should almost be like the, like, um, I'm sure they're thinking about this and how to approach this, but like both game engines and all game engines, it's like, okay, if I want to build something, if I grab, like, let's say an asset from, um, let's use Quixel because Quixel is great or, um, mega scans or whatever. So we grab that. And then if, if it's like a high res, it'll just decimate it like ZBrush does, you know? And mm-hmm. so when you bring it in, it'll just decimate it. You could say, okay, well, I want it to be like this, you know, and then you can have the LOD change and all that stuff, but does it yeah. all automatically. So you don't have to deal with all the technical aspects because it is, it, once you start hitting all those walls, you have to have such a strong, clear, clear thought to get you through all those because man, it's just, yeah. yeah, I mean, what, what for me, what is most uh, or the most tedious part right now with this uh, uh, um, real time uh, stuff is is that it's just the preparation because yeah. on on the other side it's like okay you you use the uh, the typical uh, offline rendering and and stuff like that and it's like okay I can do nearly everything I wanted to and it can it, it can be really rough and dirty 
quick and dirty, but I would see a result when, and a static result, okay? And really, really, also really fast, no? But when you change to, to this real-time uh, stuff, it's like, okay, I know I will have, to, it's gonna be, it's going to be more painful to make the preparation, but I know that once I made the preparation, the good thing or the magic for me is that, okay, I can put the camera here, I could rotate, I could do this other thing, I can add this effect, I can do these particles, I could do this. So it's really, I mean, it's really powerful because it, it, it helps you decide about, uh, you know, a movie or whatever you're doing at, at that point in, in a matter of seconds. So that for me is obviously a game changer, the game changer. But again, I agree with you. There's like the first part is really tedious. When, when they get that figured out and it's more like kind of automatic in a certain way, I think it's going to be even more fun. Yeah. Well, it's real time, you know, and then I think there's all these assets like, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, they have like, you know, we have mega scans and we have kit bash 3d and like, all yeah. these, like you know, it's, it's, uh, that's the equivalent almost of when we were in Photoshop and people were putting on galleries of like images for us to use, you know, 3d textures and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. so we have the equivalent now it's going to be, I think where is a crossroad where everybody was making things in a two dimensional way where it's like a, like a Vimeo film or something. And you know this as well, because I know you do those compositing tests and stuff. And I think where we're looking at is real time, full time, full immersion experiences. And I think that's really going to be the future. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those tools, for example, as you mentioned, uh, <laughs> mega scans and also the kit batch thing uh, with, uh, from Max and, and, uh, I mean, they are awesome because it's really fun to work with them because I remember we, we did, uh, I did uh, one one portrait or one of their pack packages. I think. In fact, I think we are the only architectural visualization company that we've done one one portrait for the, their 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 things. No, and 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 they started to play with the the kids. And it was like, man, I love this because it's really fun. It's like yeah, I don't have fun. to spend time in you know modeling this or that. It's like I want to create a concept. I put this here here. I mix it. I make a nice composition. And in let's say one, one, one night or one afternoon, I have something that it's solid and it looks really cool. So yeah, and yeah obviously this kind of assets or things that in, in a certain way makes things, makes your life easier. And you have to stop thinking about less technical and boring modeling process, maybe sometimes and, and, and flow a little bit more for me. It's, it's, it's great. It's almost like, did you play with Legos growing up? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's the same. I think it's the same thing as Legos. You don't, you didn't yeah. have to go to the factory and melt the plastic and like make yeah. a perfect mold. And then yeah. that sounds horrible, <laughs> but, but getting a bag of Legos and, yeah. and playing with them and building a city and using, having fun making it, yeah. that sounds fun. I think that there's, for me, I realized that there's like this really good blend with those things is like, it's like 80% a kit bash and then 20% your own modeling. And then, well, actually yeah, 70%, 20%, and then 10%, like adding all your extra stuff to it. And that's yeah. really when it starts to become its own thing. Um, and I think that's a, it's a good equivalent, but you, you, no matter what, you could have all these tools, but if you don't have fundamentals like composition yeah, and color, you know, absolutely. That's really, I mean, it's just absolutely, I mean, if you don't have the, the roots, or if you don't understand the basic rules, obviously you, you, you won't be able first to, to, to pull something that it's, in a, in a canonic way, correct, but also you won't be able to break the, those rules. So because you don't know them, and then uh, I think obviously that, that for me that comes first. There's something that I always say to 
here in, 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 in Madrid in is, you know, the academies of, for learning architecture and, and lots of other disciplines, visual disciplines. When I speak with the teachers or the guys in the academy, it's like, what's more important is not to, I mean, it's important, obviously you're, you, you're in an academy and you're, you're supposed to teach a tool or a program or whatever it is, but that's important. But I would always include another module in your, your formation, which is this, which, uh, which are the basics that for me are really basics, but for there's a lot of people or students, younger students that they don't know about that. It's like they, they, they can do everything with the program they know until the last uh, shortcut and stuff like that, but they don't know about composition or color theory or this kind of stuff. But for me, it's basic. It's, it's the alphabet. Yeah, no, and I totally agree. And it's so important to have that because if you don't have those fundamentals, you really don't have it. And it's so important to have the fundamentals because of how important it is to the overall end result. Because at the end, that's all that matters. You know, It is important to have... Um, an understanding of the technical side of things, I think, but it's also very important to know that at the end. So, and that's the thing I was getting at earlier. It was just like, we have to be so multifaceted now. It's almost like when we were starting with like, um, concept art or, or drawing or designing, we almost were like, we were playing one instrument in the band and now we're playing all of the instruments and composing it. And it's almost like if you don't know the rhythm, then you don't have yeah. a, you don't have a sound, you know, you, you can't play, yeah. you can't play like anti-time, like weird rhythmics, like, um, like jazz or something. You still have to know a square beat and you have to know how to hit a, a, like the metronome timing, you know? So, so yeah. if you don't have, that's the fundamentals in, in the, in the whole process of creating something. If you don't have that, then you have composition, you have composition, you have rhythm. And it's so important. They're all integral, you know? So from you, if you look at it from a very, t- very high view, of what we do, it's, it's really kind of connected all to those things, you know, those key things. And then you kind of dive deeper into those details and yeah, it's never ending. It's, it's a never ending process. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's never ending. And, and, and it's like kind of a, like I would say it's like kind of a sweet venom. It's like, because you cannot, or at least I I can't never dissociate from my life. Uh, Since, since I started this whole thing, like seven, eight years ago, uh, it's like right nowadays when I see a movie, I, I see movies and, and I cannot stop myself right now. I, I mean, dissociating from the composition that I'm seeing, the color that I'm seeing. And, and it happens with everything. I go, as you mentioned, when you are you were in the desert, it happens to me when I go to the mountains near Madrid or whatever it is. It's like I'm there. But my mind, a little part of my mind or a big part of my mind, it depends on the, on the case. It's, you know, thinking about a new project or, oh, this reference is great for this or this idea is incredible or this sunset is incredible for something that I'm thinking or, you know, you cannot separate or at least I can't. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, if you're, I think that's a sign of being a true artist, a true creative. If you're, if you're, um, not, if you're always obsessed or compulsive, comp- like, I don't know, I guess it's like a compulsion, you know, you're you're addicted. It's definitely, you're addicted to life and the art of creation, you know, and (coughs) there's many other things to be that are way worse, obviously to be addicted to, um, than this, uh, I think, but it's also really, um, I think it's important. And I think I'm sure that people ask you as well, like, well, you know, how do you do what you do and this and that? And I think I always tell them like, you have to literally love it because, if you don't love it, you might as well not do it because you have to love it so much. You have to live it basically. It has to become you. 
Um, and if you have any doubt in your mind that it isn't, then that means that you're not aligned with it. It means you should be doing something else, you know? Yeah, sure. I, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Completely agree. It's almost like it's like an obsession, you know? So, um, unhealthy at times, I think too. So, yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> you, you have to control it. But I remember, for example, when I was playing consistently and I was composing consistently, it came a point which I, I, I got to bed. And I was, you know, mixing or editing or doing something. And I get to bed. I was so high that it was like I, I couldn't. I mean, my mind couldn't stop. And, and and then I realized that nowadays it happens the same when I'm doing my 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 projects or I'm involved in other projects. It, it's, it happens the same. It, 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 you're, you're, you reach one point in which you're so energetic about what you're doing and you're so connected that and normally you, you, you or in my case, I, I profit to do this when I'm not working sometimes and it's at night and, and, and you get, and you get to bed and it's like, man, <laughs> right now it's so excited. I can't sleep right? because I'm, my <laughs> mind is like going at, you know, <laughs> super high speed. So I, I, I had to, you know, try to make a, 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 a constant effort in, you know, trying to sleep. <laughs> but yeah. yeah it can be unhealthy sometimes you have to control it in a certain way it's a beautiful thing though and it is um, we're so blessed and lucky to have chosen this life and although it can be difficult at times it's actually yeah that moment that you're talking about is is a, is a total creative bliss you know and it's i for me they 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 happen they're not as frequent as the the times of frustration still i don't know mm -hmm. if the same for you do you feel those moments of bliss or, or moments of frustration more <laughs> Uh, or is it I would 50 -50? say that. <laughs> no, I, to be honest, the, the thing is that as as I also, I mean, my I'm, right now in this point, at this point in my life, I'm like, I have like a double production line in mentally speaking. One is with a studio doing architecture, and one is doing my other stuff or my other experiments, other side projects that I do, uh, such as for example, Quixel or, or you know this kind of stuff. No, and so. Basically, when I'm working on these projects, uh, there's no pressure. I'm I'm happy always. I'm always happy. Uh, obviously, I get frustrated when th with things, and it's like, oh man, uh, this is going slower than I would like, or this is not uh, um, arriving to the end. I, I would love to for tonight, for example, mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But generally, I'm I'm happy. I'm a happy guy when I when I'm doing that because I feel. Uh, you know, I feel that I'm where I'm supposed to be yeah. at that moment. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah. And that's the thing that's a true, and again, you know, I think it's so important to be there. So <laughs> I think I'm constantly frustrated because I constantly want things to be faster. So <laughs> <Yeah. And laughs> it's also one fast enough. It's like, it's like being really, uh, but I also think that it's really important to be self, really self-critic with what you do. Mm -hmm. If you're not self-critic self and everything is okay for you, you have a problem. Yeah, so that's, that's also a, 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 a motivation for, for, for frustration, obviously, but you have to be uh, really self-critic with what you do and, and, and demand yourself always the highest level in what you do. So because that way, in the end, when you finish what you're doing, is like, oh man, you know one thing, uh, I did what I could, uh, what I could do at that point in that special moment. That I mean, I couldn't do it better. So if at least if you think like that, it's like okay. Uh, even sometimes you you go back. I don't know if it happens to you, but I, I, it constantly happens to me. I go back to some work that I've done, like let's say five months ago or even less. 
And at that time, you were really happy and satisfied with that. And then you go back and say, oh, man, I would have changed lots of stuff right now. Yeah. But I guess you have to stop at one time and create a process. Yeah, you have to. Um, and I think that's a great advice, too, is you have to be self-critical. Um, but it's always a thin line. You know, there's always I, I encounter younger artists or artists that are starting out in the beginning and they're, they're so hard on themselves and sometimes it's crippling. It stops them from creating, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes yeah, that can be hard. I think the, the better you get, the harder you should be on yourself. You know, I think in the beginning you should be okay with making shit yeah. because you're going to make a lot of shit. Um, and absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's for granted. Obviously yeah. it's like, uh, if, if you're marked, you have more expertise at anything in this life, obviously then you can demand more from yourself because you know where you can arrive, but it, it would be crazy if you're beginning in something and you're too, too demanding with you because in the end is that's only going to get you hurt in a certain way because mm-hmm. yeah, you, you will always be unhappy because you, you, you I mean, it's like, when, when I started doing, for example, concept art or, or, or painting or, or, or bashing or whatever, I, 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 you know, t- took a look at my idols in a certain way. And it was like, oh, I would, I would love to do that. And, and I said, and I saw my stuff and I was like, man, this is pure shit. And <laughs> so, yeah. so, and I still keep that's thinking called it, that. That's called the awakening <laughs> moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's like, Eventually, at some point, I will arrive there or not. I mean, because maybe maybe my road is completely different and I will end up doing other stuff. But uh, I mean, it's good to have references, obviously, but you don't you don't have to get, you know, obsessed with that. Every everyone, we have our own path. And it's like, at least if you're constantly working on yourself, this is the best thing you can do for you. And you're going to see with the time that you start to be more comfortable, more comfortable being you. And, and, and yeah. Yeah. I think that that's also, um, I had to figure out, I got to write a roadmap to this because there's a process after doing all these interviews and doing this stuff myself there, I find a lot of common habits, pitfalls, issues and things and stages of these things, you mm-hmm. know? So in the beginning, I think you look at your idols and then you make art and then your art sucks, you know? And you're like, Oh crap. <laughs> But then you still have good taste. I think uh, Ira Glass talked about this. It's like mm. it's a good video about your taste and how important your taste is, because your taste actually leads you through it. But then there's a moment where your taste can betray you because what you're doing is mimicking, you're copying, and then you're mm. not being authentically yourself. Again, it's almost like you're in your as a kid, you're watching another kid play because he's making a cool Lego thing. He's ahead of you making a cool Lego formation and you're oh and then you're like that looks cool and you you're looking at him too much where you should be looking at yourself and creating within your own atmosphere it's such a it's such a challenging dance you know it's like you have your own space of creativity and then you have the outside world and then you have to constantly be looking at that but not being influenced by it too much and it's like (laughs) you know to make your own thing it's very challenging so when i see something authentic and unique and new and special. I just have so much respect for it. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a thin line. I mean, or, and, and also it's like kind of a balancing act because yeah, obviously you, you can separate uh, what you do. If, if it's something creative from all the things that inspire you, it's obvious. I mean, it's, it's like uh, you have it in your DNA, in your creative DNA, obviously. I, I, since I was a kid, I was a, I was a star Wars freak and uh, obviously I can separate that from me in a certain way. But uh, yes, you, uh, you have the, for example, the, 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 
that your duty is to, yeah, at, at least even you're influenced by lots of things. In the end, do something that is personal. It could be, you know, our, because some, somebody said that like an, a good artist is something that uh, is a good stealer. No? And yeah, it's a stealer because, I mean, we, we always gather reference, references from, from all parts. And, and, and I agree with that. It's important to have references and to and to be inspired by others now, because if not, it would be really, you know, boring in a certain way. Yeah. But, at, but at the same time, it should be, as you said, personal, uh, even if it's a collage, a mix or something. I mean, it's like when when I always make parallels with music It's like is when, OK, we, it would be unfair for all the artists to say that, you know, all the pop music is uh, based i mean it's all the beatles because the beatles invented everything yeah well the beatles invented lots of stuff or, or we, we we could say lots of of of, of resources of, of of ways to do things and they discovered that um, accidentally or not but then there's a lot of musicians contemporary musicians from now on that, that they are doing their own thing even they are obviously uh, influenced by the beatles because who's not influenced by the beatles sure you know? yeah i think also once you um, encounter something that's impossible not to be influenced by it. You know, hmm. it's like, it's like the time you see the color red. Yeah. You cannot ever help, but know what that color is. You know, sometimes yeah. it's not as clear, like seeing the color red. Sometimes it's like a multidimensional color, like mm -hmm. a feeling of what the Beatles makes you feel, you know, or, mm -hmm. or, you know, when you're sitting there and you see, you feel the climax of Empire Strikes Back, you feel it in yourself, yeah. you know, and that's a very yeah. complicated color to see. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> a feeling, you know, and then, and then, and then you go off and you go, I want to make that. And then you fail, 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 and you suck. And then, <laughs> and then you kind of get closer, but then you're not even close enough. And yeah, I have a lot of problems with that myself because like I grew up and I was heavily influenced by all these amazing creations, you know, Steven Spielberg's classics and yeah, George Lucas's <laughs> classics, you know, I'm, I was born in 83. So I was right in the Mecca of what it seems like is the eighties is what's pushing all culture again. Still it keeps getting returned yeah. again. So it's kind of weird. Um, yeah. but so I was right in the Mecca of it and then having that as such an inspiration. And then now I'm like 35. I'm like, man, I haven't done anything, <laughs> you know, yeah. I haven't yeah. made a star Wars or any of these things. It's sometimes yeah. very, it's, really frustrating but it's yeah. all a process i think you know it's like a, a yeah part of and, abso and absolutely what you said about the 80s i mean i i was i mean i i was born in mid 70s but i was a kid in the 80s obviously yeah. you hit, and you, star wars was like right when you started like yeah it was perfect for you actually yeah, i was like man uh so you realize or what i love about that that decade and this kind of movies was like I found that it was a lot of imagination there because they were a lot of constraints or technical constraints, but these guys avoided that. And in the end, they made something that was really believable in a certain way. And yep. and, and nowadays, the difference is that there's a lot of, it's just the opposite. There's a lot of technology, which obviously gets things maybe easier for doing several stuff. But maybe as they don't have all this, you know, they don't have to treat so much the AI maybe at some times, okay? Um, sometimes it's like, I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to explain the, the, the feeling. It's I like know you, you're talking you about. See, yeah, yeah you, you, see, you see the new the new Star Wars movies and they they, they look, I mean, uh, technically speaking or visually, they, they look really striking, okay? But it's like maybe some magic has been lost there. I don't know why, but it has been lost, or at least from my, in my opinion. 
Yeah, no, I, in your opinion, and it's all our opinions here too. And if you're offended by it, then maybe, I don't know, whatever, but it's, uh-huh. it's, it's, I agree that there's a soullessness to it. There's something that's missing. I think it really comes down to the, the soul of the creators and the team. When you're making a movie, having been, been a part of so many movies there, there's, it's crazy that a movie actually is good. Um, just because of how complicated and challenging making movies yeah. is because there's everything against you really. Um, when you go off to make these things and it's crazy that things like star Wars had, had actually occurred. Um, and it's just a, it's just a, we got to, you know, as much people talk shit about George Lucas, you got to respect the guy because he managed to <laughs> not just him. Of course, there's a ma- many amazing people, hundreds of amazing people. Yeah, obviously, obviously, but he, he, he managed to pull that and, and, and in the end make it happen. Yeah, at, exactly. At that time. So yeah. <laughs> at yeah. least effectively respect. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's really important to have that. And I think the thing that you're talking about is the, is the obsession and love of the process. I think there's a problem. I know so many times I think you probably see it too, is like when you post something up and you share it with the world, um, say I, I, I'll say a quick example and I don't blame people for it cause I'm curious as well. But when you post something up, people go, what camera was that? Like I showed a an image they're not asking why i took that photo or why yeah. this or you know they're <laughs> yeah, asking about it's, the it's camera the model, the model yeah. because that camera is gonna make you it's like lots in 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 Bullshit. when you're doing it's like oh I'm, I'm going to use this lot that is called great hotel budapest so i'm going to be the next Wes anderson yeah it doesn't work like that man it's like then <laughs> you put it on your shitty photo and your photo still yeah, looks shitty. Like it just looks like photo with yeah. the, <laughs> looks 5% with better a, with yeah. a one point perspective. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> the thing yeah, that will that. help your photography is watching master photographers or watching lots of films and understanding why they're using the things that they are. Yeah. I th- the thing that changed for me significantly with my CGI work was understanding um, focal lengths. Mm-hmm. So long before I did photography, I didn't know. Oh, I, I did. I just thought that cameras, I just, I didn't have the knowledge. I was just stupid to the idea of it. So when I started to understand like, Oh, like I was watching heat one day and I was like, man, what's making this <laughs> so different from all the other films I've been watching. I'm like, Oh, I, he uses a lot of telephoto lenses. And I was like, yeah. man, I yeah. love the look of this so That's much. Incredible. That's an incredible movie. It's well, yeah, it's obviously a masterpiece in itself because yeah. it is my favorite. It's my favorite Michael Mann yeah. movie. Michael Mann, yeah, it's just amazing. <laughs> but it's, I was like, why does it look so different? And so, and then I would watch another film, and I go, whoa, this is so wide. This is so weird. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. this guy's using like a twenty-four millimeter most yeah. of the time, and then these guys are using like seventy to three hundred yeah. mil. And I was like, wow. So then I, when I started getting into photography, I. I bought all those lenses and I started to realize, oh, this gives you a totally different thing, you know? Absolutely. Because when you, a lot of times when I see CGI work, the first thing I know that throws it off is they're all using the same like default 35 millimeter lens inside yeah. the camera. And, that, and it just looks CGI because it's just like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's the default viewer. But when you change that, it instantly starts to make it look differently, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, that what you mentioned about when you post something and somebody asks you for, for that, not for the camera. It's like, because I, I think nowadays we're, I mean, we're always looking for shortcuts to things. Yeah. And I don't blame them. Yeah. And, but it's like, yeah, but sometimes think, I mean, most of the times things takes time. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. They take a and, lot of time. And, yeah. and you can avoid that. And also we live in a culture in which, I mean, 
I'm not I'm not ranting or maybe yes about social media, but sometimes it's like it's it's a real each time I, I, I like to spend less and less time or at least if I spend time is for uh, for adding content. And when I say yeah. content is not, you know, stupid mammoths or, or or stuff like that. So, yeah, right now it's like I prefer to to invest my time in in, in something more productive or, or trying to, you know, investigate some other thing or or see another movie or, or see a tutorial about something or, you know, this kind of stuff. Because sometimes I found that this social media that we are immersed in, culturally speaking, sometimes it's too much. It's like uh, too, too, there's too noise with that in my life. Yeah. Well, and a good thing to think about with this is something that I've realized really quickly is when <laughs> to talk about your time thing, I agree. Mm-hmm. Everything does take time. Like uh, Francois and I have been working on passage. It's been taking us a year to make three minutes of, of fully yeah. fledged animation. You know how this works. It takes forever because yeah. not only are we doing that, we're doing many other things. Mm-hmm. But the thing with social media is uh, there's many things to it. It's a great thing for lots of reasons, but it's also very, mm-hmm. you have to have good perspective with it. I think it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens is let's say you're off making some amazing art. It's going to take you six months and then mm-hmm. you post it up. But somebody mm-hmm. else that I like is making something else and it's taking them five months and they post it up. But you mm-hmm. guys posted at the same time mm-hmm. and then I'm looking at it and I'm going, fuck. I suck, <laughs> but I'm not getting perspective going the shit. It took no. you guys six yeah. months to make this thing, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or your whole yeah. life. Cause most of the time it's that whole Picasso thing. Like the work that you make now is taking your life to get there, you know, which is true. It's a true thing. But when you mm-hmm. look at it, so then when you get a, a timeline of all these artists or you look on art station or whatever, it's overwhelming because all these artists, you make it. And then let's say like, um, Five other artists I love, they all post at the same time, but it's taken them years to make all this work. And then I look at it and I feel like very like, oh, I suck, you know? <laughs> and that's a natural thing because it's like, oh, it's not competitive. I don't want to be competitive. I don't care to compete. I just want to be good myself. Yeah. And when I see that, I go, fuck, I got to learn all these things. You know, I want to, I want to do, I want to play with you guys too. You know, I want to do these things and learn. <laughs> So it's something I realized too, because it's like, it's, there's no timeline to it. And, and it, I wish it would be cool if you could have like the little data saying, okay, well this, this photo took Ash, you know, 10 months to figure out, you know, or whatever it yeah, might yeah, be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you have like more, yeah, yeah, you could, you could judge things with a more, you know, with more context in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Without being so hard on yourself. <laughs> you, you mentioned earlier about learning and I'm always very curious about that with uh, all the artists that come on here because we're ever evolving and always learning. What's your learning process like? How do you uh, go off and like learn a new program? Let's say your whole um, kind of sabbatical master a class mm-hmm. of learning um, compositing and visual effects. How how does that work for you? Well, in, in, in at that point, for example, the, the problem with me or the problem I have is that normally when I embark myself into learning something new that is, for example, you know, in a, I have to listen to some classes or go here or meet something online or whatever it is, or do some tutorials or whatever. The problem is that I'm, I never, I'm normally, I never stop my usual art direction here at the studio at building the video or, 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 you know, doing my production, my regular day uh, by day production. So obviously I don't have the time to make a break and, and, and for example, spend six months, uh, 
uh, in this, for example, this course of VFX and stuff like that on, on compositing, I didn't have the time to, to, you know, break. And the only thing is that I, I, I in fact, I, I did it online and it was like all days I, I break, uh, I, 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 nearly all days I break at 4 PM, my production until 7 PM, which was like three hours a day. And, um, it was the hard way because obviously all that time that you invested in that, you were not doing all the stuff. And then you had a pile of, you know, papers, <laughs> imaginary papers over your desk. So, but, but in the end, it's like when I'm at that point, I'm so, so immersed and I'm so motivated because it's something new. And it's like, um, man, I, 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 I enjoy every minute of that. Even if it means that I'm going to be overcharged with, uh, with work and stuff like that. But I, I enjoy it so much. I mean, knowing something new, it's always, you know, uh, mind blowing for me. That's awesome. Sorry, I was coughing. I didn't want to cough into the mic. No, that's, <laughs> that's really good. Um, that's cool to hear. And I, it is a process, you know, like we're constantly, um, you know, it's like a duality, you know, when you're doing these things. But it's cool to hear that you do that. Do you reach out? Like, for me, the way I learn is... I'll either take a bunch of classes or watch a lot of YouTube videos, or I will just go in there and fail a lot or ask a lot of friends. Do you do the kind of same thing? Yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's, it's most likely is the same. It's, uh, and, and, and the good thing about, for example, internet is that obviously is that there's a great knowledge there and there's also a lot of rubbish uh, also, yeah. but at the palm of your hand, you have not lots of knowledge or, of, or experiences from other artists uh, similar to you that already uh, have mastered something. And nowadays it's really easy. The only problem is that it's also at the same time, it's also dangerous because you have such a wide, uh, varied, um, you know, I mean, you can go here and there and it, sometimes it can be overwhelming. It's like, okay, what should I learn next? It's like, it's like, zillion options in your head now pointing at different places no but yeah, yeah it's the same it's like uh, uh, tutorials or maybe take some courses do some classes or asking people that know uh, i found that it's really cool no because uh, as i've always thought and, and i was I'm, I'm an evangelist of this it's like we're here every every one of us we're here to help so it's like um uh, when when you know something and 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 somebody else is want your help, uh, for me it's what you have to do. You're obliged to do that. It's like because I mean, uh, this way we we all uh, we all win. It's like win win situation. Yeah, because, I agree. Uh, it's going to happen to you uh, maybe the next, and then you're going to be with a, a big doubt about this. And it's like, oh, this guy he controls a lot. This 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 program and then you contact him okay how would you approach this this pro this this problem oh yeah i would do it this way and it's like oh man you saved me a lot of time and, and i learned a lot of, of of this so yeah i mean it's you you have to show you have to share knowledge i i believe in that obviously yeah sharing knowledge is so important i think the community thrives when we're all just co kind of exposing what we know at the same time sometimes i think it's really good to hold on to what you know and have your value and contain that sometimes. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a difficult balance too. That's another difficult thing to kind of balance, I think too. But yeah. um, I, I, I'm looking forward to, I'm curious to see, Elon was talking about, Elon Musk was talking about um, the Neuralink, I think it's what it's called. 
Because mm-hmm. one of the biggest problems I find too is like learning takes so fucking long, man. You know? <laughs> like I hate how long learning takes me, you know, I gotta, <laughs> you know, take this thing and learn that and fail and try and, and that's good. It's okay. But it's a very, it's almost like I'm learning like a caveman still learned, you know, the way mm-hmm. that I'm perceiving information, receiving it, processing it, and then setting a memory and then a trigger. It just, it takes so long. It would yeah. be cool to speed that up so that I could just go, you know, because if you think, let's say uh, we approach uh, Houdini, for example, and Houdini is actually not a good example because it is a black hole. There is so many yeah. levels and there is no mastery of Houdini. I don't think anybody can really mm-hmm. master it. It's from the outside yes. looking in. Even ZBrush, for example, like ZBrush, yeah. even though it's a, it's a modeling program, it's not an animation program and all this stuff. And yeah. It's not rigging and all this stuff. So, it's more um, finite and more specific as a program. It still would take such a long time to really understand and grasp that program so yeah. that you would just go in there, have no problems. Even if it crashes, you know why it crashed and then you could fix it. You know, um, that's mean, that means understanding the language of that program from start to end. And that takes a long time as it is yeah. now. So I'm really curious. I am yeah, would love to just be like, you know, matrix style it, you know, just plug it in. Oh, I know ZBrush. And then it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, what that maybe, would do is it would, it would level everything out too. Cause it'd be like, yeah, okay. but, but maybe the problem with that would be that, um, I mean, one, one thing that makes you happy is when you, I mean, when you achieve something That's true. with, with lots true. of effort and, uh, yeah, we have at the palm of our hands, uh, uh, you know, the success in something that we do and it would be so easy. Maybe, it, it, maybe, I don't know. Eh? It wouldn't be so, so satisfying for you to, to achieve those goals yeah. because it would be, I mean, we, we would be nearly like demigods. It would be like, okay. Yeah, I, I, We're I getting there. We're going to get there. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could get this, uh, this knowledge in uh, that I've been accumulating in 40, in 40 years. And then right now in like, uh, let's say uh, one year you can make that. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's getting there. I think if you think about it, because um, a single, you know, like poor college student mm. has more information and knowledge than kings. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. centuries ago, it's they mm. have you and I have we're smarter and have not. I wouldn't say smart. That's more of a objective kind of perspective, mm-hmm. but we have more knowledge of the known universe than mm. the Kings and the Pharaohs of Egypt. You know, isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like we like mil- hundreds of times more, you know? So yeah. what I'm saying is it's, it's exponential. And I, I think what I'm looking at is like, well, what's the pitfalls here? And if one of them is learning and one of them is the process of how long it takes to, to learn. I know this because when I was creating learn squared with everybody, it was like mm. the process of how do I teach somebody these weird things? And you talked about like the feeling of, of what's the difference between George's um, Star Wars and the new ones, you know, part of it's that soul. And how do you teach that soul part? And I think that's the thing that is, uh, you know, the demigod idea, I agree, because we all are becoming that almost. If you think about it, the cell phone has enabled a lot of that. And that's why you have like the selfie thing, because people are like, oh, my God, now look at me. I'm powerful. That's the, simply the reason why people are doing selfies, you know? Not, I mean, sometimes they're like, look at me. I'm, I'm sharing my, my face with somebody I love. Okay. That's another thing. But like, for yeah. the most part, selfies are generally the, the aspect of like, I'm a demigod, you know, look at mm. me and I'm on the internet yeah. now. 
Um, <laughs> and it's very weird. It's very weird. But at the same time, it's a byproduct of this. But I think once you remove all that, I think the only reason that we're clinging to that, and I agree, is like you have to work hard for something. There still will be aspects of working hard. And I think the aspect will be that we don't know how, we don't have to master these programs and languages, but what we'll do is we'll be able to f- build the soul, you know, like work on the soul mm-hmm. part of it. And that's really the, with the core, the core goal as a creative, I think is to capture the soul, the essence of things, because it's not Star Wars that you love. It's the feeling that it gave you, you know, and Star Wars also gives you the same feeling as other things, you know, it's just the essence, I think. Um, and yeah. that's really the key. So, but I don't know. I'm curious. I, I'm, I'm really jealous and envious of like kids in like 50 years because I think it's going to be <laughs> really unique back at like future then if we can overcome a lot of these like stupid hitches that we have, stupid political systems and all this dumb bullshit, you know, yeah. that stuff that's just like doesn't make any sense. We're still doing it. It's like in America, we have all these people. It's like, why do we have one president? It's just so stupid, man. It's yeah. like, it's, it's like totally <laughs> illogical. It makes sense if there's like 50,000 people, but not all these billions of people, man. It's like, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's so super weird, but not yeah, to get political. Think, so, but I think that I think they have like <laughs> kids right now, they have lots of stuff that, for example, I didn't have, no. And, and yeah. sometimes with, with my kid, I, 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 I watch him and it's like, He's super talented with lots of devices and stuff like that. And, and, and they have like, it's something nearly genetic right now because of the times they have, they have born in. But at sometimes I, I, I tell him, man, uh, Ivan, I, I am be, I, at some point I am be you or, or the time you have to live in. But also there are some things that you maybe are not going to experiment as I did. And, and something really simple, really simple things in life that, for example, you, you, you take for granted that you don't realize about them because the, 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 we have too, a lot of technology and a lot of possibilities. You can see whatever movie you want to see right now in your, your, your house in, is, without having to move. You, you want on demand this movie of, uh, you know, years ago. You can do it. That's, that's fantastic. But also the emotion that when you were a kid and you, you, you went to the cinema and, and, and you had yeah. to wait a, a long queue to see Raiders of the Lost Ark or, or E.T. or whatever. And that sensation... Uh, that essence, uh, the, the way that you said, <laughs> that essence, maybe you have lost, you lost a, a little of that right now, nowadays. Yeah, it's very true. And I think it's a human situation. I think it's, a, it's um, so much of what we experience in life is based on like a memory or nostalgia, you know, and nostalgia mm. can be very blinding. So what you're, you're experiencing is your value core systems of nostalgia and you're mm. reflecting it on your son who has a different one because the time has changed, you know, and technology yeah. has changed. But I totally agree with you, but I also be, we're very similar in age, it seems, you know? So when I was mm-hmm. out in Mojave, um, we did had very little service, which, you know, the only thing I care about when I'm out in that situation is hopefully my family's okay. Other mm-hmm. than that, I don't care because I'm out there and I'm out experiencing it. So I was okay with my phone, basically. I didn't, I try not to interact with that technology at all because I want to just be in nature. So much, mm-hmm. so many times, you know, because out there, um, the sky is so clear because there's very little light pollution. So you just look up and you just imagine things and you look at things and you just really try to be in the moment. You know, um, it's difficult to be in the moment. And I think that's what you're talking about is like being in that moment, waiting in the line for Raiders of Lost Ark or, you know, removing the immediacy of things. And it's true. Um, but I think overcoming things and, and getting to those places, I think is really key and important, a part of the, the human experience. But I don't think it's going to be 
the part of the future of the human experience. I think the human experience in, in the future is be, everybody becomes demigods, you know, which is weird. Yeah. But at the same time, once we all are connected like that, I think we'll be able to achieve a lot of these big problems like, you know, well, why are we using fossil fuels still? It's stupid. So why don't we stop, you know, like collectively <laughs> at once, you know, because that's a, the big problem with all these things is let's say, um, I know a lot of people, myself included, that um, grew up eating meat, but we don't necessarily know. We've never hunted. We never killed an animal. So we don't mm. know the process and the harm it causes to animals and then the planet and all that kind of stuff, so on and so forth. Um, the process of actually making meat is is actually creating more global warming at, like things from what I've researched. But if we all knew collectively, like, okay, why don't we just eat meat like twice a week, you know, cut it down so we can be at a good rate so we can still enjoy it, but we don't have to, but it's, it's, we don't know that because everybody's just consuming blindly, you know, cause we don't, we, we hear all these like rumors and things or people are telling us, but we're very, um, not, we're not trusting all these sources, you know, like, is this person real? You know, is this person telling the truth here or what? And I, I want to eat a hamburger right now. I don't care what this, the <laughs> polar bear and I never seen a polar bear. I never seen the Anta- Antarctica. I'm going to be dead in like 30 years. Who cares? You yeah. Know? So it's a really weird thing, but I think once we can remove all that, become connected more, I think that's a, because I mean, the internet is so new, we're so new to it too. And it's changed the way that we are as a species, but, um, yeah, it's just a part of the process. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but yeah, I don't know. What do you think about the future of all this stuff? We talked a little bit about the learning process, but another aspect I really want to talk about, especially with you, because being multifaceted and running your own company and, and interacting and also obviously this rebirth, which is kind of mm-hmm. like this, um, no pun intended. It's like a, it's like a rebirth basically. Um, <laughs> what's your thoughts on where is the industry in five to 10 years, your industry, my industry, just the creative industry. What is it to be a creative in five to 10 years? It's mm, a difficult one, man. Really? <laughs> because yeah. I mean, basically, uh, I don't know what I will be doing. But for sure, and if I manage to, to do it, I will, I, will, I will be doing, I hope, something interesting. Uh, that's the first thing that I want to think for my future, uh, whether it's, you know, something more related with architecture or movies or video games. Or I don't know. Right now, I'm in a point that uh, I have lots of stuff open before me or, or roles that I could take. And uh, I mean, I don't know, but I, I hope that I will be doing something interesting. And about the the, the industry, or uh, I don't know. I mean, I was when when they asked me about this, I would say the same, which is I don't get a clue. The only thing that I can do to to be part of that future is to keep renovating myself and renewing and learning and never stop learning things. Because for me, I mean, if you want to be part of the future, obviously you can't. I mean you should avoid being part of the past or, or, or you, you, yeah, it's, 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 it's the way I see it. It's, it's, you, you have to keep getting goals for yourself to, to go with the flow and, and, and keep doing things aligned with the times you live in. Because obviously, I mean, in what I do, there's, there, there's also have been an evolution and, and in architecture and stuff, obviously in what you do right now, you spend less time than when you do it like uh, 10 years ago or whatever, or, or the technology has evolved in a certain way that there are lots of stuff right, right now that is amazing. And you couldn't think of like 10 years ago. And, and then this thing is exponential as far as I see it. It's like, 
um, it's not a geometrical uh, um, progression, it's more exponential. So at least, meanwhile, you never stop learning. I think you will be part of the future of, of, of this industry, I think. Awesome. That's beautiful. I love that. I think that's actually a really good cue to kind of close this out on because, yeah, I think that is, I completely agree with your value system on that and the prediction of the future. And I think that's a great way to look at it is not be too specific, but also just be like, you want to be a part of doing something exciting and special, you know? Yeah, Yeah. because I don't know. I mean, the time is so relative. I mean, maybe I'm dead in like five years time. I don't know. I hope no. Yeah, (laughs) of course not. But but, but at least it's like I I see more day by day. It's like, okay, where I'm right now uh, and where was I uh, like five years ago? And when you see that timeline, as you mentioned previously, it's like, you realize and you, you're not so hard on yourself and you say, okay, may, uh, maybe I could be better, but where I was five years ago, did I expect to be working, for example, in these interesting projects and, and so cool projects? Maybe not. So I feel, I feel blessed for that. I feel happy for that. And the only thing I can keep doing consistently is keep on working. So maybe if I manage to get to 80 years or 90 or whatever it is, I don't know. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> uh, maybe at that age, I will be more experience, experienced and maybe I will be an, an old guy, but I will have tons of experience and maybe I could share the experience with some uh, um, youngest people. And uh, maybe they have more, more, more uh, uh, technical uh, knowledge of the new programs they will be managed at that time, but maybe they won't have that expertise in some things, you know? Awesome. That's beautiful. I agree. That sounds awesome. Dude, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And, um, thanks for inspiring me and motivating me. Um, and I'm sure all their listeners as well. I appreciate it. Well, same here, Ash. It's been a great pleasure. And in a certain way, it was like, a yeah, something I dreamt always to, to be here in this this collective blog that I always follow. So thank you very much, wow. man. Well, we're honored to have you and I'm looking forward to seeing what you make in the future and perhaps a collaboration is in line at some point in the future. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> thank, thank you very much, man. Have a wonderful day. Thank you again. The same for you. And get better. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. Right. Awesome. So, so cool. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation. I did. It was a lot of fun. Thank you to Victor for coming on and sharing his time. Obviously, um, such a cool dude. Super, super cool dude. Super talented. Um, these are my favorite kind of episodes to do. I think you can probably tell by my enthusiasm, but I really enjoy these. And this is why I do the show more than anything, because I get to meet awesome people. So thank you, Victor, for coming on the show. And, um, yeah, as I mentioned in the intro, check out the the merch we got at, at um, thecollectpodcast.com slash store. Um, we got some cool stuff for you guys. Check it out. And if you want the show notes for this week's episode, you can always go to thecollectpodcast.com slash 206. So check that out. Be sure to, um, yeah, there's a lot of couple, there's quite a few links and things to mention in this episode. So be sure to check that out. Um, yeah. That was awesome. Appreciate it. You guys that go out there, be powerful, be prolific. Peace out, everyone.